Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that this finds you and your family doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. This is actually the inaugural installment of a brand new series that I'll be doing on my YouTube channel, uncreatively entitled Q&A. Uh, I get a lot of questions from folks, both in person and email and whatever, and uh, many of them are, are kind of the same question. I don't uh, mean that in any kind of disparaging way. Just a lot of people have some very common questions that I'm asked. And so what I thought I would do is start a new series, Q&A, where you can ask me whatever you would like, and I will do my very best to answer those questions. So the way I see this working out um, is, is, is thus. Email me, justin at justinpeters.org, and if you would like me to answer your question, put Q&A in the subject line, okay? I get a lot of emails, and I'm not able to answer them all, but I, I will be looking for those ones that have Q&A, and I will compile those. Uh, my expectation is that I will probably receive more questions than what I'm able to answer. I may not be able to answer every single one, but I will do my very best. And So email me, justin at justinpeters.org, put Q&A in the subject line, and I will compile those. And uh, the way I kind of envision this going in a in a non-prophetic sort of way is I'll probably answer five to six questions per episode, depending upon the length of the answers, of course. But a, a good handful of questions I'll answer in each installment. And uh, so this will be a new series. I will continue to do the other series that I have ongoing on my uh, on this YouTube channel, Why Are Charismatics So Weird, the Inigo Montoya series. I've got several in the hopper there that I'm, I'm working on, and and then just various and sundry things as they come up. So um, there you go. I thought I would start off by answering a question here on this inaugural installment of the new series, Q&A, by um, answering one of the common questions slash criticisms slash accusations that uh, come my direction. Um, and it basically goes like this. Well, the reason Justin teaches so strongly against the charismatic movement, the word faith, New Apostolic Reformation anyway, that is because he is bitter. He's bitter that he wasn't healed as a teenager when he went to see faith healers. Uh, he's hurt. You know, he's just experienced a lot of hurt in his life. And that's why he's kind of, he kind of bitter and kind of lashing out and that kind of stuff. And so um, a, a friend of mine forwarded me a screenshot of one such uh, accusation, I suppose. And I thought I would share this with you, let you see it. And um, tell you what, I'm going to blur out the lane, the names uh, just to, uh, well, I'm just going to let this this lady says, well, I guess I'll let the cow out of the bed. They're two ladies, but uh, she says, oh, of me, speaking of me, wolves in sheep clothing. Now, <laughs> not to nitpick, but uh, the plural of wolf is not wolves. It's uh, wolves. But anyway, 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wolf's in sheep clothing. I don't know. That's the grammarian in me. I kind of get irked by stuff like that. Everyone Peters, no apostrophe in my name. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Peters is a rat. Look at his sponsors. My sponsors. I'm not sure who my sponsors are. I didn't even know I had any sponsors. Um, I mean, I've got a pair of crutches back there that are made by Guardian. They're really good crutches, Guardian crutches, but they're not my sponsors and they didn't pay me to say that. So anyway, I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, but the super small amount of believers that actually have power. Now let me pause there. Uh, that is a, that's a common belief amongst charismatics. They believe that they are the only ones that truly have power. Um, now super small, the great majority of professing Christians are charismatic to one degree or another. Um, unfortunately, that is the case. But they, they think that they if you're a cessationist, you don't believe in the power of God. Well, uh, wrong. Romans 1.16, Paul says what the power of God is, right? For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the true power of God is not in speaking in tongues because pagans speak in tongues in exactly the same way charismatics do, by the way. Uh, it's not speaking in tongues. It's not uh, fake signs and wonders and like Todd White lengthening people's legs by about a quarter inch. That's uh, There's no power in that. That's, that's chicanery. That's deception. So anyway, the power of God is the gospel. That's the power of God. But she says, uh, anyway... Uh, the ones that are ready and most def definitely not afraid. I've never met one. So anyway, so, uh, this other lady responds to her. She says, I believe Justin is a brother in Christ and we should treat him as such, though in very serious error, cessationism. He believes the gospel, but this is a very big blind spot for him. And I pray that the Lord would open his eyes and heal his heart from the abuses he's experienced slash seen. Um, so I, I can only assume that at least partly in mind, she has that, uh, when I was a teenager, I went to see faith healers. I went to see Nora Lamb and R.W. Shambach and then some other local yokels that you wouldn't have heard of, uh, indeed in hopes of being healed of my cerebral palsy. And, uh, a lot of people who take issue with my teaching on this subject matter, they say, well, the reason Justin does what he does is because he's bitter. He's bitter that he was not healed as a teenager. And, um, therefore that's why he does teaches against this movement, you know, all around the world. And it's kind of known for that. A couple of observ observations without exception, 100% of the time, People who make that accusation against me that I'm bitter about not being healed or bitter about having cerebral palsy, uh, without exception, they, that accusation comes from people who have never met me, never met me. Uh, I, I think I can pretty confidently say I would encourage anyone who thinks that I am bitter about not being healed as a teenager to talk to someone who is met me, who knows me on any level past my name, who uh, has been around me more than a few minutes. I think they could, I think you'll, I'm pretty confident in saying that I don't think you will find a single person who has ever met me that would say, well, boy, yeah, Justin, he's really, 
you can just tell he's bitter that he wasn't healed as a teenager and he's bitter about having cerebral palsy. Dear friends, I don't think there's a person on the planet who knows me. And, and I don't say this in an arrogant way. I've been all over the world. I've preached in, I wish I knew how many churches I've preached in. I wish I knew how many people all around the world I've met and have had conversations and fellowship with. There's a lot of people out there that, that I've met. Um, I don't think a single one would say that I'm bitter about not being healed as a teenager. Nothing could be further from the truth. Dear friends, uh, if I, if I live a normal lifespan, if the Lord gives me, say, another about to turn 50 in a couple months, if the Lord gives me another 20 or 30 years or whatever, if he does, uh, and I have to live the rest of my life with cerebral palsy, that's fine. I've got all of eternity to live without it. So there is not a bitter bone in my body about not being healed. I don't do what I do because I'm bitter about being handicapped or not being healed as a teenager. I do what I do because I'm driven by the truth of God's word. The only thing that I'm bitter about, if you want to use that term, or hurt about, you know, my heart's been hurt, or uh, the only thing that, that pains me uh, regarding this issue is the reproach that is being brought upon the name of Christ, the heresies that are being taught in the word faith, NAR movement, which, by the way, comprises the vast majority of the charismatic movement, not all, but it's it's not the fringe of the charismatic movement. Word faith in AR, that's the majority, the great majority of the charismatic movement. Uh, it's the it's the heresy that's being taught. It is the reproach that is being brought upon the name of Christ, ascribing false signs and wonders to the Holy Spirit, ascribing speaking in unintelligible gibberish to the Holy Spirit, which that is not the work of the Holy Spirit, bringing reproach upon the name of Christ, upon the Holy Spirit, upon God the Father, bringing reproach upon the gospel. That is what pains me, putting words in God's mouth that he emphatically did not say. And that is the, sorry folks, but that's the bread and butter of the charismatic movement is saying, God said such and such. God told me this. God told me that. I feel like the Lord says, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's the bread and butter of the charismatic movement. They're constantly putting words in God's mouth. He didn't say. And that's a big deal. That's a serious deal. God takes that very seriously. Do a little perusal through the Old Testament and see how serious God actually takes that. Seriously, God actually takes that. So uh, that is what pains me. That's what grieves me is the reproach that's being brought upon Christ, not to mention the people who are being exploited by wolves, false teachers, hirelings for personal financial gain. That too, but and that grieves me, but even that, that pales in comparison to the reproach that's being brought upon the name of Christ in his gospel. That is why I do what I do. And I am, uh, by God's grace, trying to teach sound doctrine and refute those who contradict per Titus 1 chapter, Titus chapter 1 verse 9, and uh, reach those people who are trapped in this deception. And by God's grace, by his kind providence, he is 
pulling people out of this deception. I hear from them all the time, and that uh, is a tremendous encouragement to me. So all of that to say, I'm not bitter about being handicapped. I'm not bitter about not being healed when I went to see faith healers as a teenager. Uh, because I, I now have a a healthy understanding of the sovereignty of God, I see my cerebral palsy for what it is. It is not in and of itself a good thing because it is, in the grand scheme of things, a result of living in a fallen world. So it's not in and of itself a good thing, but I know that God does use all things, good or bad, all things together for the good in his eternal decree, in his in His kind providence, he uses things that in and of themselves are not good together for the good, for our benefit, and ultimately for his own glory. And I have all of eternity. If I have to live the rest of my life with several walls, I've got all of eternity to live without it. And I think I can honestly say, let me say two things. Are there times when I wish I wasn't handicapped? Well, yeah, I mean, they're sure. Uh, there are those times from time to time. You know, I, I don't particularly enjoy being handicapped. If I had my druthers, all things being equal, uh, sure, I'd rather live without it than with it. But that having been said, it is also something that I know that God has decreed for me to have. Now, People are going to take that and they're going to run with it and take it to conclusions that I do not intend. God is not the author of my cerebral palsy. He did not cause my cerebral palsy, but he is sovereign over my cerebral palsy and your cancer, your arthritis, your whatever you have. He is sovereign over all these things and all of them fall under his sovereign decree. He's not the author of it. He's not the cause of it but they do fall under his sovereign decree. And God has decreed it that I have cerebral palsy for my own benefit. David said in Psalm 119 verse 71, he said, it is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Uh, Not that the affliction in and of itself is good, but it was good for him that he was afflicted so that he might learn his statutes. God uses trials in our lives to keep us dependent upon him and to grow us in Christ. And we learn of God in an experiential way through trials, whatever form they they have, they come in, whether it's physical suffering or persecution or whatever. And because of my handicap, I have been able to, were it not for my handicap, I would not uh, be doing what I am doing now. God has used that uh, to kind of set me on the track, the, the path that I've been on and continued to be on. And so, um, so I'm, if I can humbly say, you know, I'm grateful for my handicap, not that I enjoy it necessarily. I'm not saying I enjoy it because I, it's not enjoyable. Trials aren't enjoyable. That's why they're called trials. But I'm grateful in this sense that God has used it to give me this, uh, platform and ability to address the things that I address. And again, by his grace, he is pulling people out of 
the deception that is the word faith, new apostolic reformation movement, prosperity gospel in a larger sense. He is pulling people out of that. And when I think of heaven, by the way, when I think of heaven and I think of heaven pretty frequently, I rarely, if ever think of being in heaven and walking and running on streets of gold and jumping and, you know, that kind of stuff. I rarely think about not having my crutches, not having my cerebral palsy. I don't guess I can honestly say I, I've never thought I have thought about it, but it's so rare, so rare that those thoughts cross my mind. When I think of heaven, what captures my heart, what captures my attention, what captures my affections is not being free of my crutches. What captures my heart is having all of eternity to be free of my sin, to have all of eternity to enjoy Christ and worship Christ unencumbered by sin, by temptation, by the trappings of this world, free of all of that. I will be in perfect worship of, fellowship with, and service to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. That is what captures my affections. That's what I think about. Not being free of my cerebral palsy. Though that will be a reality, it's just not what captures my attention. And, uh, you know, if, if the first thing you think about when you think about heaven is being free from aches and pains and, you know, having a big family reunion up in heaven, that's what so many people think about when they think of having a big family reunion. If, if that's, if that's what you think about, then, uh, may I submit to you that your view of heaven is far too small. Your view of Christ is far too small. He is the joy and the glory of heaven. He is who makes heaven, heaven. Okay. Well, thank you very much, dear ones. Hope this has been helpful for you. Again, email me, justin at justinpeters.org and put Q&A in the subject line. And uh, I will start to compile those and begin a new series on this YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, you can do that. I think that's the first time that I've ever actually mentioned subscribing to my YouTube channel. Oh, my YouTube channel. But you can if you would like, if you haven't done so already. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.